Before He Was Cool, A History of Hitherby Dragons by Jenna Moran. Between the Earth and the Moon, there is a world made entirely out of firewood. It's 500 miles wide and 10 miles deep. It has lots of firewood animals and firewood cities and firewood people. It is an innocent world, a young world, but it is no paradise. It is a savage jungle. Martin is born on March 22, 1995, at 6.38 p.m., on a night of screams and fire, on a world above the world. The first thing he ever sees is the monster's face. Martin ducks instinctively. He throws his forearms before his eyes. But then there's a shock of recognition, and a wave of relief, and he laughs. Why, this is just a firewood monster, he says. The firewood monster adjusts its lacquered tie. You belong to me. It says. Its voice is vaguely animatronic. There's the sound of explosions in the distance. Martin's in a little room made of firewood. It's like the monster's house. There's a spider, which is a real spider. Everything else is made out of firewood. The belt, the archaic aversion therapy devices, the couch, the bookshelves, and the bottles of pills. There are weird white spots here and there on the wood, like some birch got mixed in with the rest. You belong to me, says the firewood monster again. The whole world creaks. A crack runs through the floor, stopping short of Martin's feet. Martin grins wryly at the firewood monster, gives him a little wave, and opens the door. He steps out onto the street. Death looks him in the face. Death has a scythe. Death has a cloak. Death is a skeleton. Martin almost steps back and slams the door, but then he understands, then he laughs. Why, this is just a firewood death he says. Solve problems through extinction, declares the firewood death. He sweeps a scythe at Martin. Martin ducks under it and kicks Death's knee. Death's knee cracks. Martin scrambles away. Even a firewood death is dangerous, he realizes. So he runs. He ducks into a barber shop. There's a spinning red and white log outside and a ghastly barber inside. I'll shave your hair into a bowl cut. The barber declares. You're just a firewood barber? Says Martin nervously. He's a 13-year-old boy. He doesn't want a bull cut, but he doesn't want to fight a ghastly barber either. Then he sees the mirror. His soul knows its truths. You are nothing, it tells him. A firewood boy, and isn't. Oh God, Martin says. A great shadow moves along the street. There are firewood screams. Martin sits down. He covers his face with his hands. He thinks. I cannot shave your hair on the floor, says the firewood barber. There are already shavings on the floor. I'm thinking, says Martin. The barber processes this unusual situation. Do not overheat your brain, the firewood barber cautions. I'll overheat if I want to, says Martin sulkily. But he doesn't. Then he stands up. Will you bless me? He asks. The barber is nonplussed and ghastly. I am a barber, it says. I have to do something really hard, says Martin. And you're the only person I know. The firewood barber hesitates. It is horrid and stodgy and animatronic, and it is not a priest. I would prefer, it says, to shave your hair. 
You're the only person I know. So the barber nods. It puts on its shaver and its bowl for the first time in its long existence. It takes Martin's arms, one in each clumsy hand. Bless you, it says. Be well. Good luck. And door. Martin is a 13-year-old boy. He does not let his tears show. He does not hug the barber. He simply walks out. He finds the gate to the underworld. He goes in. His soul knows its truths. You are nothing, it tells him. A firewood boy. And isn't. It's his destiny. It's the law of his nature. It's his dharma. It's the truth of his soul that he can't escape. But then there's a realization and a decision and a wave of defiance, and he laughs. Why? He says. You're just a firewood dharma! Martin puts it aside, and he descends.